Welcome to Parenthood Bites, the podcast where we explore life as a parent in tech. I'm your host, Chow, and I have over 15 years of experience in tech, and I'm also currently working as a career coach. I'm the proud mother of three incredible boys. In each episode, we have an inspiring guest who will share their remarkable story. You'll find their wisdom and insights both relatable and enriching, because after all, we're all in this parenting journey together. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Parenthood Bites. We're here today with Omar McNeil, who is a staff L&D program manager at GitHub located in North Carolina. And he also has a YouTube channel. Omar, what's your YouTube channel? Yes, yes. The uh, YouTube channel is Omarvously Blurdy. Oh, marvelous, like marvelous in my name. Omarvously and blurdy, black and nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And we'll also have a link um, in the show notes for your channel. But just real briefly, um, can you tell us sort of what your channel is about? Yes, yes. So this has been a endeavor I've been trying to launch for the past year. Uh, I think I have one video on there. It's a short, but basically it's going to be in combination of things I like and, and things I, I like technology I like to share. So in my office right now, I have so much tech on my desk from a Sony Z, uh, from a Sony ZVE 10 camera. I got the Opal C1. I got the iPad. I got a Mac studio. I got my work MacBook, um, stream deck, uh, backbone controller. So I have a lot of just different tech that I can do reviews and share uh, with folks. And then also just smaller things. Cause I get asked a lot, like I'm tech support for so many people. They're like, Omar, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm like, I should just record this and just share it. So I'll be doing things like that. And just movie reviews, TV show reviews for when I do actually <laughs> go watch stuff. And we'll talk about that later about how much time I actually have to do fun things. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because I totally, I, I can imagine that, you know, I'm like, oh, that resonates with me. How much time do we really have to, mm -hmm. to actually watch an entire movie, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really exciting. And then this episode will be out in the beginning of February. So you'll probably have a lot more content as well oh, yes. by then. Have a lot more. I will definitely have a lot more content by then. That's super awesome. Um, and the, the listeners can't see, but I already see like your desk area has all this stuff that I'm really looking forward to seeing in your videos as well. Yep. And it's funny because I have a tiny office. It's basically a closet. <laughs> so, and I know I'm not the only person out there that has a small office setup. So any tips or tricks I can share to help other people, I'm all for it. That's really neat. It doesn't even look like you're in a closet, though. It just seems like you're in a really cool room with like all these cool gadgets and stuff. So mm -hmm. very well decorated. Thank you. Thank you. I'm st it's still I have a, a wall. I have like a slanted wall on the ceiling. So in one part of it, I'm just going to use nothing but stickers and sticker the whole wall. I love that. Do you also have like a lot of stickers on your laptop? I do. If you work in tech, you got to have that. I mean, it, so it's funny because I used to be a federal employee and one of my jobs, I had to wear a suit and tie every day and I had no way to really express myself besides wearing my special socks because that was my thing. I would wear goofy and dorky socks, but the other way to express yourself is your laptop and having all kinds of fun stickers yes. on there. 
I love that. They can't control that, right? Nope, they can't <laughs> control. As long as you have nothing like swear, like crazy swear sure. words or inappropriate images, then you're okay. <laughs> love that. Yeah, I have a lot of Hello Kitty stickers and like, mm -hmm. you know, we used to, where I used to work, we had a um, account with GitHub and they sent us a lot of GitHub stickers. So I have a bunch of those too, <laughs> stuck everywhere. Um, so yeah, I, I was curious just to get started of like, you know, how many kids do you have and what are their ages? Yes, I have two girls. The oldest is 10 turning 15 and the youngest is seven turning 12. <laughs> I love that that you mentioned like 10 turning 15, seven turning 12. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, well, you know how it goes. It's just like they're, they're, they're at that age now where they question, they kind of mouth back a little bit. I'm like, whoa, where's my sweet little girl at? <laughs> that transition is hard, right? It is hard. Like I am not looking forward to 13, but you know, that's just, it's going to be a wild ride and I'm all for it. Yeah. My oldest is 13 and you know, when he went through some of those changes, I was just like, oh my God, what, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> but like you said, we're in it, right? In it for mm -hmm. the ride. Let's just see where it goes. And then you're, you have a different type of closeness to them when they're yes. at different ages, right? So how, you know, what brought you to tech and how many years have you been in tech? I have been in tech and it's funny because I had to go back to my LinkedIn just to double check some dates, but my first technical job uh, was in February of 2005 and I was a uh, I was on the part of a help desk team uh, so my my entry into tech was the help desk and I grew myself from a subcontractor I was like my first role I was a subcontractor not even a, a, like the prime just a sub and then I worked my way all the way up wow good job doing all of that that's hard it's hard out there especially in tech. It is. I, and I always tell people that my IT career is like not traditional. Because uh, again, started as a subcontractor of help desk, then got brought up to the main contractor. And then uh, eventually some of the bigger, I, I, this is, I used to live in the DC area. So Beltway Bandit, I worked for BAE, Norfolk Grumman. Uh, so working with like those type of like big corporations like that and just working my way up the ladder. And on top of that, I am on the, I, I always joke, the 30-year college degree program. Um, so I'm a living proof that you don't, to succeed in tech, you don't always need a college degree. But I, I did go back in 2019, uh, but it was hard because between family, school, and then I started a new job where I had to travel. Just, I had to give up something. Can't give up the family, can't give up, give up the job. So I had to uh, stop going to school again. That's a lot to juggle. I mean, you're raising, and your kids were probably pretty young, right? In yes, 2019. The, so yeah, they were younger, a lot younger. Yeah, doing that and working, and oh my gosh, kudos to you for even attempting to do that because that's so much. Oh yeah, kudos, kudos to my wife for trying to help support me to try to do that. So yeah, it's it's definitely a a two person team here. That's amazing of her as well. So how, how many years were you in tech when you became a parent? About, oops, let me do the math. About eight years. I was eight years in tech. I had just, it's funny because I just shifted from help desk to project management in my career. So at the end of my help desk career, I was a desktop support project lead where basically I kind of 
wasn't the manager because we had that role was kind of split who the person who did like the people management but like the technical um like the top level technical person that was me and basically kind of helping all the all our techs get things done working with leadership on projects and things like that and then it wasn't until i switched to my first federal role and then that's when we first had our first child and I will say it was a blessing being a fed the first time because we got more leave <laughs> as, as opposed to some of the beltway bandits where I think as, as the father, some, some companies will give you like two or three weeks, which in reality is a blink. It is not even that much. Uh, when I was a fed, I think I took like four or five weeks off. Oh, that's good. That's so much better than- it is. And, and at GitHub where I'm at now, I believe you can take even longer than that. I think it's like two or three months for like dads. And then you can actually split it up. Like you can have like, okay, baby was just born. Take care of the mom postpartum. All right. Come back to work for a month or two and then go back out to help, you know, because those first six months are just crucial. And it's awesome that companies, especially like GitHub are able to do that now. Yeah, it's great that companies are more and more willing to do that. I think over the years have evolved as well to have better parental leave policies for both parents, right? And like you said, two weeks, it's like a blur during that time. You're barely even awake. You're just, you know, still very fuzzy. I always tell people, younger people who like I help mentor and they get into tech like, oh, this job will pay me X millions of dollars a year. Like, okay, but check the benefits because that, you know, you may get a billion dollars a year, but they'll take like 1200 a month for health. And then look at those, those leave policies. You got to check the whole package. Absolutely. A lot of people neglect to see that or don't realize like you can ask questions and find out more about it before you even start the job. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like before I had kids, I was like that too. I was like, it's fine. Insurance, as long as I have health insurance, it's fine. I don't really, you know, I'm not going to use it that much. And then once you have kids, you're like, oh, I got to <laughs> double check everything. Yep. But then after kids, then I'm like, I don't really care about the parental policy because I'm not having any more kids. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> like, like all done. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned your first child, you were, um, you had a fed job um, mm-hmm. and your parental leave was about four weeks, right? Four to five weeks. What about your second child? Was it similar? Similar. And actually I misspoke because this, uh, I was still a fed uh, when my second daughter was born in 2015. So again, same thing. I think it was like four weeks or three to three or four weeks that I, I was actually off before I had to come back. Got it. And how was it kind of going back to work after the leave? The first time, because, you know, your first child, you're so excited. Like, you just like, all right, here's all my stuff. Bye. Because you want to, you know, take care of your wife and your child. And then when I came back, it was not a mess, but it was just like, oh, my gosh, I should have did this before I left. Like, I didn't tie up loose ends. Whereas with the second child, I made sure things were assigned to other people. Uh, if there was like an ongoing, because the project will keep going, even if you're not there. So delegating, uh, making sure leadership had everything they need while I was out. Um, you know, they had my number. If they needed anything, they didn't call. They just called to say, hey, show, send us more pictures of the baby. Uh, but other than that, they, they didn't. But again, that first time was just like, I'm having a baby. Bye. And the second time was like, I'm having a baby. Let me set everything up. So when I return, it's not crazy. 
So the second time it was a lot easier uh, because I delegated and tied up loose ends. I think that's a great point for a lot of the first time parents out there, right? Because a lot of people are exactly that. They're going to be like, I'm going on leave. I got to go. I'm excited about the baby. I got to go. But I think it's a really good point you make of like, hey, making sure there is point of contact for your projects, making sure mm-hmm. to have loose ends. So people at work aren't left wondering what's going on. And then you feel more comfortable just going on your leave, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. So if you recall, was there a mother's room at your work at that time? Yes, there was a mother's room there. Because we did have a few moms who came back. That way they had a room, they could pump, they can do whatever they needed to do. And so actually almost at all my jobs, they had that within the last couple of years. Granted, I've been working remote for the last for actually five years. I've been fully uh, fully remote the last five years. It's crazy how long it's been since we've been remote, you know, and it, I mean, it sounds like you've been remote before a pandemic, but it's just mm-hmm. crazy. Just thinking about pandemic, oh, there adds three years <laughs> to the remote life. So what do you do for childcare today? And like when your kids were younger? So my wife and I, we decided we made a decision that, cause at the time she was a federal employee, uh, when we had our first child. So when she first went on maternity leave, we decided like, hey, let's keep your paycheck and savings and let's live off of mine just to see if we can do it. And we experimented. We tightened the belt. We cut a few things, you know, like, hey, don't go to Starbucks twice a week or three times a week. Just go once. Um, we cut a c- couple of things that we didn't need and we made it work. So we decided um, that she she wanted to stay home for a few years um, to help raise the kids and everything. And it's interesting because. I grew up as an army brat and it was hard because both my parents worked. So I, if I recall, I was in daycare, preschool, everything like that. But I know, I remember talking to my parents before, it was like, it's just stressful because childcare is so expensive now. So and expensive. when we got our first daughter, we were comparing the cost of the childcare versus staying at home. And it just made more sense financially. Uh, for my wife to stay home and, and raise the kids. We hear that a lot, right? A lot of times that salary, most of it goes to the childcare. And when you have more than one kid, it's like, it really adds up very quickly. Oh yes. It adds up a lot really fast. Cause I know I had a friend, they had twins and he's like, I got to get a second job. <laughs> he's like, like this childcare is, it, I'm broke. I was like, oof. I was like, good luck to you, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And I was talking about this with other people too, of like, if you pick them up later, then that's another fee. And then like when the the daycare center is closed, they still charge you because it's like PTO, right? And so all these parents are still paying for it, but then you have to find a secondary childcare (laughs) for those days as well. So I think it's really neat also that you had that time period where you were like, hey, let's experiment and see how Mm -hmm. to make it work instead of just jumping into it. Then you knew kind of what to expect and felt more comfortable, right? Going into it. Kind of how long was um, your experiment? Five months. And then at the end of the five months or four or five months of an after that, my wife submitted her resignation and hasn't had to go into an office since. And how old were the kids when you um, started that? that shift oh uh, this was five months after the first one was born oh okay cool so then like as far as the kids remember they've been with mom and yes and it's it was in my wife and i when before we started having kids we talked about how important it was to have somebody home or available at all times 
for anything. And like I said, I grew up as an army brat. And there was times, you know, I get home from school, I'm alone or, you know, because both parents have to work. And I, I know my parents were not the only ones who have to do that. And we wanted to make sure that they had that love, that warmth and had that environment where, hey, you know, can my friends come over and play? Sure. They can come play at our house. That's fine. Because I'd rather our kids are at our house where we know what they're doing versus out being crazy and doing bad stuff. Not that our girls do that, but you know. Yeah. Just so you can keep an eye and like make sure they have support as they need it. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is your current sort of day-to-day routine like? Since it sounds like you're also remote right now as well. Yes. Yes. I'm 100% remote. The occasional travel for work. Uh, I did not travel for work maybe once this year, but I was like on my own dime. I was uh, going to a conference and I met up with some coworkers, but my schedule now it is funny because, you know, you go through different shifts, uh, changes when you have kids and now we're all about the sports. So my wife and I are, are now the chauffeurs where we're driving our kids to everything from cheer to dance to the oldest. She has basketball today. She also does jujitsu and that's the one where we travel everywhere for. So uh, my schedule is, you know, wake up, get the kids out the door, get them because we drive into school and they drive the uh, ride the bus back. So it's that work. Try to work out when I can, because as a parent, you have to try to make your your personal health the number one priority when you can. But it's easier said than done. I think we all know that. <laughs> uh, but it's that work and then kids come home, give them a snack, get them fed. And then it's like, OK, what practice? Who's going who? Who's going where? I mean, there's been days where. You know, I drive north, my wife takes the other one south, and then we finally get back home uh, for dinner, get the kids uh, fed, get them washed, get them to bed. And then by then, by the time I'm done, it's like 8 30, 9 o'clock. So any extra stuff I, I need to do, like for my YouTube channel, or if I'm doing like a side hustle of consulting or something like that, that's when I actually get time to do that. Wow, your day is pretty, pretty packed. Yes. Time management is key. I time block my schedule as much as possible, um, delegate, and then also sometimes you just got to say no. Yeah, that's that's very important. And how do you, because um, it sounds like there's a lot of activities. How do you keep that organized? How do you keep track? Is there any any tips you can share on that? Yes, we have a joint calendar where everything goes on there from practices to doctor's appointments to our dog going to the vet to our cars going to the shop for their stuff. So we we have a central calendar that has everything. I have dumb man brain, so my wife has to always remind me <laughs> of stuff. And it's funny because I can go on a whole tangent on building a second brain. Uh, that's a hole where you put your second brain and make it a digital thing because you have so much, we have so much stuff going on. It's like, I just need help because it can't retain everything. Yeah. You just need something to refer to from time to time. Right. That's just like very straightforward. This is what's next. <laughs> yep. Where am I going next? Okay. Got it. Yeah. I've started putting everything on the calendar too. Cause I just, I can't keep track <laughs> and my kids aren't in that much stuff. I'm just saying just life in general. I can't. Oh yeah. I can't keep track already. And I would say probably the best thing to do is try to break things down into smaller manageable bits. And it's funny because, you know, I'm an agilist, agile coach in the past. So it's like, break down the work to smaller, more manageable bits. Because if you're like, I need to clean the whole house in one day, like it's overwhelming. Instead, focus, I'm going to focus on this one room today. And that is my goal. Anything else is extra, but I want to get my one or 2% done or sorry, my my top goal is this one area. 
I get this done, I feel good. So that way, as you know, things happen. Kids can get sick or somebody needs help. The dog has to go out and play. It just takes up your time. Like you can schedule your day, but you got to have some buffer in there for the unknown unknowns. So I try to leave some buffer between each meeting when possible, maybe 15 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, or between activities just to have that buffer time. Because as you know, stuff always comes up or something happens. Yeah. Sounds very much like how you manage projects at work, right? You got to yep. always <laughs> buffer for the unknown. Got to have that buffer in there. Definitely with kids. It's like, there's always something. And when there isn't, it's a nice surprise, but you still somehow end up using the time. So how has your work life changed since you became a parent? I will say before and again, we live in a DC area. So before kids, it's like, hey, we're going to hang out after work. We're going to go grab a drink or go to this restaurant. So there was a lot of that. And now it's like, nope. Uh, well, now that I'm remote, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, virtually, it does sometimes. But that was probably the biggest change going from, and again, this was pre-COVID, and I switched roles from a commuting to work versus being remote and traveling a lot better for us because I was around more help with the kids. Uh, help my wife with anything she needed and just get stuff done around the house. Like I said, the biggest thing was going fully remote for work. If you can do it because it's so much better. Such a game changer, right? Like you it can is. do all those things with the family while still being able to do work. Yeah. And you're not spending all the time commuting. <laughs> yes. Yes. When I live in the DC area, I tell people like my daily commute range from two to four hours and it just depends on traffic and accidents you know i've done i did everything i van pulled i carpooled i took the train i took the bus i drove myself didn't matter it, that time always stayed the same yeah i'm over here nodding and shaking my head with you because i'm like oh my gosh i used to commute to the san francisco and it was just oh regardless yeah. of what you took you know it just took forever sometimes when there's bart delays you're stuck for a few hours when there's traffic and then you got to go to the bathroom you're just like oh no what am i going to do <laughs> I don't want to take this exit. It'll take me 20 minutes to get back on the highway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I don't know this area. I'm not even going to be able to find the freeway after I exit. So now you just have so much mental space, right? Without mm -hmm. having to worry about all of that. And like you said, you could pick up the kids, drop them off. No problem. Yep. Don't have to worry about those things. Yeah. The, the stress levels definitely drop. I will say, you know, after commuting back, and it's funny because I had this conversation with my wife before. It's like, I get home. It's like, I need a couple minutes just to decompress and context switch from work mode to like family mode. And there were sometimes you walk in, you there was no decompression time. And then I would get grumpy sometimes. So it's always good. Like now I don't need that much decompression time. But like back then it's like, all right, I'll sit in my car for like 15, 20 minutes. Just to, the same thing. <sighs> Yeah, just the okay, work is done. I know like it's funny because you don't want to bring any angst or issues from work home. Like, you know, there's that scathing email that you're trying not to write, you're trying to be professional to somebody, or like, you know, you made a small mistake and you know, people jump down your throat. I mean it happens, but it's just like, ah, you gotta leave it there and walk in because you know, one of the best feelings as a parent is walking in the door and it's like, you're the greatest thing that your kids have seen that day. And they're so happy to see you. They run, they hug and jump on you. Then everything else just goes away. That's still one of the best feelings. Yeah. And, and, and you just don't want to come back and be grumpy when they're excited yeah. to see you. Right. But like I tell you, and you can relate, I'm sure those days when you have like 
traffic for three hours and you get home. You can't immediately bounce back and be like cheery and happy, yeah. right? Those days, I just text my husband. I'm like, I'm going to need a few minutes in the garage. Yep. Just, you know, I'll go in when I feel like I'm, I've got myself back together again. Yep. Where I'm better back to my regular self. <laughs> of course. So what has been your biggest struggle or challenge being a parent in tech? I would honestly say sometimes it's continuous education. That's probably the biggest thing. And it's funny because for work, that's what, what I do is help uh, help educate people uh, at, at GitHub. But one of the hardest things is because a lot of trainings and a lot of things are available. Like for me, there's only two options when it comes to like training. It's either in person or online, like in a class setting. But the big caveat is it is, is it during the workday or after the workday? And I always push for doing trainings during the workday. So that way I can delegate pause work for how many hours do my training during regular business hours so that when the workday is over, I can still be part of family. I have tried doing like training, uh, like on your own training at night or, or after work. And it just, you're, you're done. You're mentally done. Like I said uh, before uh, earlier, it's like, you know, my schedule is like, okay, wake up, get the kids out the door, work, kids come home, practices, feed them, bathe them, get them to bed. And it's like nine 30, eight 30. And your brain just doesn't want to do anything. And I have made the decision like after nine o'clock, I'm going to try not to do anything work related or anything that requires too much brain power because you're just done. So for continuous education, I always go for training classes. They're like during the work day, during the week. I try to stay away from anything after five o'clock PM and anything uh, Saturday and Sunday. And that has actually worked very well. And then also in my role, I run a lot of educational conversations and meetings like lean coffees or workshops. So I'm able to learn one from facilitating and hearing from my attendees, but also bringing in guest speakers and hearing them talk and things like that. I'll also say uh, for the education, if you can, there are a ton of virtual meetups that you can attend. So if you want to get into project management, agile, product management, or anything like that, uh, you can go online and go to, oh my gosh, I'm brain farting on the website. Meetup. I think it's just meetup.com. Uh, search your area. So for you, go to San Francisco and go to, what well, I think it's meetup.com. I'll I'll pull it up here in a second. And just search and, and say, I want product management. And it'll show you a whole bunch of different product management meetups you could go to. During COVID, it was great because it was all virtual. Um, so I attended sessions like in Iowa, Denver, DC, North Carolina. I jumped on a few in the UK. I had to get up early, but there were some really good speakers I wanted to hear from. Uh, so yeah, so all, all of that bottom line is uh, continuing education was one of the hardest things. And how did I solve that? Schedule my trainings during the workday, and then also try to attend as many virtual meetups as you can. Because again, after your business hours, it's dedicated to the kids and shuttling them around feeding them. <laughs> and then you got to spend time with, with your wife, you know, or your husband. So you just had to, it's, it's the balance. I was curious when you mentioned the virtual meetups, are they still, are there still virtual meetups available? Yes. And it is meetup.com. I just pulled it back up. So there are a few out there. So for example, I'm going to type in San Francisco and do product management. Let me see product. Oh my gosh. I can't type when I'm on the podcast. <laughs> All right. Searching. Yeah. There's uh, it says right on there, online events, there's in-person and online events. So boom, 
there you go. So if you want to get the product management, you can search San Francisco and find a couple of virtual product management sessions. That's neat. It's like a, a way you figured out around it of like how to still continue to stay educated, keep learning while still juggling your your regular schedule. Yep. And another thing you could do is, like I said, break it down to smaller manageable bits. Um, what I've experimented with before is at the beginning of your day is when your brain is the freshest usually because, you know, just woke up, it's after nine o'clock, you have breakfast in you, your brain has energy, you can have your cup of coffee. I drink tea or, you know, whatever beverage that, that you need to get you going. And then my first meeting or my first task, because again, I time block my day is planning, like plan like my day. What are What is the most important thing? Like I'll time box it, set it up. And then after that, I'll make 30 minutes, I'll read a book or I'll start a online training. That way, if I can do it 30 minutes every day, it builds up. There was, I forgot what it was called, but basically it's, it's Kaizen. There you go. Improve 1% every day where if you're reading for 30 minutes or doing something for 30 minutes every day, that time over a year, it grows exponentially. And then that way you can learn and retain it a lot better. So just like 30 minutes, microburst, take notes, circle back to it and just have fun with it. Like if you treat continuing education as a chore, it's not going to stick. But you're like, you know, instead of saying, oh, I got training today, say, yay, I have training today. You know, just changing that one mental thing in your head makes a big difference. And it's not even a huge commitment, right? 30 no. minutes a day is very... Very quick, goes by so quickly. So, you know, you've talked a little bit about kind of, you know, struggle as parent in tech today, but what are some things you struggle with with your kids' current ages of seven and 10? Again, uh, they are growing and changing. And especially with the older one, it's like the pre puberty area, I guess, where it's like all these emotions and it's all new and it's just hard sometimes. And, you know, they just want to, she wants to run her room and, not talk to daddy anymore. She'll talk to mommy, but you know. <laughs> Isn't that so heartbreaking when they have like their own little group of friends they want to talk to and they're just yeah. like, I'm fine. Don't worry about like, it. It's okay. It's okay. I'm still here for you. I would say that. And it's just so interesting, like watching them grow and their little personalities grow and change. And, and it's just so interesting to see that. Yeah. And I don't know if, if your kids do this as well, but with my kids, as they get older, I find like the, the language they use is different. The way they talk is different. Like, I'm like, whoa, you're talking like this person I saw on YouTube or like, you yeah. know, it's yes, not yes. Right. Even the words they use, they'll just be like, lol. And I'm like, what? Like what? Lol. Or bro or bra or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely call me bro and bra. And, it, <laughs> you know, I was talking to someone else the other day. I'm like, okay, I've gotten used to that, but I'm still trying to get used to mom, you know, because yeah. <laughs> going from mommy to mom was really oh, hard for yeah. me. Yep. I'm, I'm, as far as I know, I'm still daddy until my youngest is upset and she calls me by, by my full name <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm like what did you just say she gets that from her mom <laughs> oh my goodness that must be really cute but also like whoa yep <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but you know if i think back if i ever called my parents by their full names oh no i would be in so much trouble <laughs> oh yeah it was <laughs> I grew up in the, the 80s and 90s. It was a different time back then. Right? We were not allowed to do that stuff back nope, then. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Sorry, kids have it so much easier. 
<laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so, you know, I think you alluded to this a little bit earlier about like TV shows and movies, but kind of what do you do to achieve work-life balance? What are some things that work for you? So it, it's a funny story it's, uh, is I don't watch much TV shows. I prefer movies because I know it is an hour and a half to two hours of time. I can commit to it. I get a full story and I'm done. I can't do a series. I get bored of TV shows, but also I just can't commit to it. Like I have friends like, oh, I binge watched two seasons this weekend. I'm like, how do you have so much time? I don't have time to like, oh, well, I'll have it on during work. I was like, I'm working. I don't have time to have a TV show on in the background. That's too distracting. I do a lot of, you know, deep dive work, but I do consume a lot of YouTube, a lot of TikTok. Um, Cause I need short bursts. Like, Oh, I got 15 minutes. Let me just peruse, see what's going on. Uh, again, I prefer move going. I prefer going to the movies because it's that movie experience. Uh, and I bring my kids all the time. So like we have our local theater here. If they have like a special show, like I, we will take them. My wife takes them all the time too. Uh, I might be, actually, I might be going to the movies tomorrow to watch the new Godzilla movie that came out uh but like tv shows like i i'm so behind i think i've watched two episodes of the loki haven't watched any of the boys and you know i never watched i didn't watch breaking bad i didn't watch any of these like these crazy game of thrones was the, the exception and of course a, a lot of the marvel and star wars stuff i will i will stop and watch that because i'm a nerd uh but other than that i just deprioritize that and that happened because I was studying for my PMP, my uh, program management professional certification. And it takes a lot because you have to basically speak their language when you take the test. So for about five months, I shut down everything. Didn't watch movies, didn't watch TV. All I did was study. So I woke up, I would wake up early in the commuter line. I have the flashcards. I'm going through flashcards from as soon as I get in line till I get to work. And then the same thing coming back. And then as soon as I got back, I would go straight to the library and read because I needed that quiet environment uh, for like an hour or two. So I, uh, the PMBOK is the project management book of knowledge. I read that five times. <laughs> yeah. And then on Saturdays, waking up at 5 a.m. just to study and do the pretest, do watch the, the videos and things. That's all I did for five months. And my goal was that failure was not an option. I wanted to pass on the first attempt. And I did. Thank God. Uh, I did pass Congrats. on the first attempt. Thank you. Thank you. I heard some horror stories. Some people took them two or three times. And I'm like, that's a couple hundred bucks each time you take the test. I was like, I don't have time for that. Like, I need to study, get it done, and it's over. And it, it's funny because my wife always jokes like, oh, because it was during the summer. So it's like, oh, that was the five months because I wouldn't go to the pool because you know, I have to take the kids like I have to study. I need to pass. And then since then, like I just don't care about watching shows or anything like that. Like again, if it's a super nerdy show, yes, I will watch it. I will I will make time for that. But I just don't have interest. And so I consume a lot of YouTube now because it's quick, it's easy, 15, 20 minutes. I can watch something while I'm washing the dishes. And it's 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 faster. So you can as compared to a TV show, that's not the news, you can get information quicker from like YouTube or TikTok or any other video platform uh, versus watching a movie. And plus half of the movies and TV shows get spoiled anyways. And you can, I've literally watched half a movie on clips on YouTube and TikTok. I'm like, okay, I don't need, I don't need to go watch it. Cause I have it here already. All the key parts are there already. Right. So you don't have to watch through the fluff, just get mm -hmm. to the key points. How, how did you, 
how did you balance like studying for that test with work? I mean, it sounds like, you know, with, with life, your, your wife was able to take the kids yep. to the pool and things like that. But how did you just balance all of that? Like I said, like I tried to maximize the times where I was by myself. It didn't have the kids. So going to and from work that hour, and, that two to four hours a day made the big difference. And then an hour at the library so I can just actually like take my notes and write and highlight and everything like that. But it was that time of and also on Saturdays, getting up at 5 a.m. before anybody got up and just continue reading. And that's what helped make the difference. And then once the kids are up, it's back to dad time. So it's just basically a lot of your your own time. You just dedicated a lot of that to, yes. to studying whenever you could while yep. still taking care of the kids when they're awake and stuff. Yes. But my wife was the, was the big part of helping me achieve that. So I owe her. Uh, the reason why I passed is because of her. <laughs> Let's be clear here. I only passed because of my wife. <laughs> She's very, very supportive. Yes. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, you mentioned like watching YouTube, TikTok. Is there anything else you do that helps you relax or unwind? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, play video games. And it, it's funny because when I became a parent, um, I have not... I have not bought a new gaming system in like 15 years. I still have an Xbox 360. It's actually on the floor next to me um, because I, I pull it out every once in a while and I'll play like these old games. I just didn't have time. Or if I bought a new game, because anytime you buy a new game, you got to put a couple hours into it that I don't have. So I play a lot of virtual games. Sorry, not virtual, mobile games. Uh, so my main game I play right now is Call of Duty Mobile on my iPad, and I stream that. I'm going to be streaming that on my YouTube channel. Um, so I play that usually at night when the kids are in bed, everybody's in bed. It's like, I got 30 minutes, boom. I can get a quick couple sessions in, and I'm happy just getting it out. Um, so I do that. Um, I like gadgets and tech and things like that uh, because I travel a lot for... Uh, my daughter's jujitsu. Uh, so for example, we were in New Jersey this past weekend. We've been to Orlando, uh, Richmond, Virginia, Maryland. We've been to South Carolina. We've been to, uh, we're going, we're going to Cal actually we'll be in California in January for a tournament, uh, possibly Vegas, New Jersey again, and any, like a lot of local tournaments around here. It's just, she competes a lot. So there's a lot of that travel. So I look at it like a lot of travel gear and tech and how can I, how can I minimize how much stuff I carry? Uh, so that's something else I'll have in my YouTube channel. It's like, Hey, do you travel a lot? Do you travel with kids? Uh, here's some of the things, the tech that you can use. Here's the things I've learned, what to do, and what not to do. Like number one, get TSA pre-check. I, I just can't believe how many people don't have TSA pre-check. If, if you get anything from this episode, just remember Omar said, get TSA pre-check. <laughs> if nothing else, right? Go yep. get that TSA pre-check. And that's really cool that you get to, you know, visit all these places. Do you usually go just for a tournament and leave or do you take some time to also explore a little bit? I try to make it a business trip whenever possible. It's like get in, acclimate, train the day before, compete, and then go home. Try to do that as much as possible. But for example, this this past weekend we we flew, we landed in Philly. Uh, we got there early because I purposely got us there early because it was a it was a direct flight and we had like six hours to kill. So I'm like, let's go explore Philadelphia. So we saw the Liberty Bell. Uh, we drove around. Uh, we went to the Rocky Steps at the, the art museum. 
uh, we went to another museum and then we finally drove back up to uh, New Jersey, but we were able to explore a bit. So when possible, yes, we will definitely explore. That's so awesome because then your kids also, even if you don't have time to explore that much, like just going to different places, they're getting experience, all of mm-hmm. that, right? And then they'll have the memories of like, hey, mom and dad were there with us, not just cheering us on, but yep. also taking us to these places and experiencing all these things. Yep. Usually after the tournament is when we'll do something fun or go explore somewhere. And then my youngest, she's starts basketball. So and that's going to be her thing. She does cheer, dance, basketball. Uh, she likes acting. Uh, she did a couple of acting classes past two summers, and that's like her favorite thing. So they're coming back up next summer. I think it's the Pork Chop Express or something like that uh, out of South Carolina. <laughs> that's such a cute name. <laughs> it is. It's like it's, it's like Pork Chop. Produ- sorry, Pork Chop Productions, and they do they do like these week long different camps. Like one was like special effects, one was doing radio, another one was uh, Broadway, and it's so fun. And like when she's on stage, like like that's her thing. This is her thing. This is like because you can always tell like when your kid has their thing, their sport or their activity. Like she was like a natural. It's like she'd been on there for like years, and then this is when she was like seven. I'm like, I told, I turned to my wife. I'm like, this is her thing. She's like, yes. <laughs> that's so neat. I feel like. That's another YouTube channel thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like for her, a, a little YouTube channel for her acting. That's really, yep. really cool because I know my kids cannot act. <laughs> they, they, it's funny. They actually have their own little YouTube channel that they make videos for every once in a while. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's adorable. Yeah. My son has actually, all my kids have it too. They like to stream playing video mm-hmm. games. But, but they don't want to face reveal, except for my youngest one. He's all about that face reveal. He doesn't care. <laughs> He's like, hi, everybody. I'm, I'm playing this today. Ah, and you just talk through it. And it's it's interesting, like, how many people like to watch others playing video games. Right. Exactly. I, I wanted to post, I think, um, a video when because I like to play Clash Royale. It's, like, mm-hmm. not high commitment. It's, like, two minutes, three minutes a game. Like you said, right? You can't spend that much time on it and I wanted to post it but I'm just not very good so I was like "Hmm, maybe I don't post (laughs) (laughs) let everyone see how much I suck (laughs) it's like uh oh who said it it's one of the the YouTube people I follow it's like nobody cares just just go you may have a couple haters in the comments but just ship it and learn that's true and you know my son said he was like if you get haters in the comments that means you're making it big Someone bothered to write a hate comment. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that's one way to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the last question I like to ask is just, you know, what's something you would tell someone in tech who's planning to become a parent or something you wish you knew before you became a parent? Have patience. None of us know exactly how to do this in the beginning. You're going to struggle. You're going to fail, but you're going to learn. Um, something I tell people at work, like the teams I work with, like, you know, create the environment where it is okay to fail, but it is not okay not to learn uh, because we're all learning. We're all trying to figure this out, uh, support each other uh, as much as possible and just have fun. Parenthood is a crazy wild ride. I wouldn't trade it for anything and just enjoy it because it will go by fast. I love that. And I guess the overarching tip also is get TSA pre-check. Yes, it Yes, get get TSA pre-check. <laughs> Definitely get TSA pre-check. And uh, 
TSA PreCheck, continuing your own personal education as much as possible. And if you're looking, if you're in between jobs, you're looking for something new, make sure, don't worry about the money is good, but also look at the full package. Look at the benefits. That's especially if you're going to have more kids, uh, you want to see what that parental leave, the FMLA, like how all that works for that company. So make sure you check those things out. Yeah, that's huge, I think. And also just being able to ask the right questions, right? Or mm-hmm. even ask questions. I think a lot of times when we go to a new job, we're just like, okay, I don't want to ask too many questions and look too needy, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt. It definitely helps to, oh, to yeah. get all of that clarified. Well, yeah, thank you, Omar, for talking with us today. And like, I'm really looking forward to seeing your YouTube channel. And we'll have all of that in the the show notes as well for folks to check it out. Excellent. It was great talking with you today. And thank you for having me on the podcast. And once I figured out some of my program, maybe I'll have you on there. I'll be looking forward to it. Thanks again for, for all of this and really appreciate you talking to us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Parenthood Bites. We hope you found our episode informative and entertaining. If you're a parent in the tech world or know someone who is, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at chow at parenthoodbites.co and we'll be thrilled to add your experiences to our interviews. That's chow, C-H-I-A-O at parenthoodbites, B-Y-T-E-S dot co, C-O. And to our potential sponsors out there, if you're a business or know of one that would like to support and partner with our podcast, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can also reach us at chow at parenthoodbites.co. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we wish you a fantastic rest of your week. Until next time, take care and stay curious.